We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. This is the opportunity for a young man named Evan Drellick to get a lot off his chest. When do you cease being a young man? That's a good question. The way the industry is defining it now these days, Evan, a as you might know, ago, a long time ago. It was, uh, it's basically when you're 19. 19, you are over the hill. But Evan, it's always good to see your smiling face. I haven't got a chance to see your smiling face in some time because I don't know if you know this, you haven't been in Fort Myers, and I have. Fort uh, Myers. It's North Carolina, right? Where's uh, different? Uh, Do you miss it? Daylight savings time? Uh, Evan Drellick, uh, in case people don't know, is one of the finest baseball writers in the country, uh, in many countries, multiple countries, across the North American continent, and uh, he is currently out of a job. That is why the title of this podcast is Unemployed Evan Talks Baseball. Did you just come up with that now? You've been thinking about that No, that's the only reason I'm doing this podcast, so I could use the headline. Absolutely. Uh, you much, clickbait monger. Much like uh, Ruby De La Rosa in Felix DeBron, the, Ru- the Ruby and Doobie show. That's the only reason I did the podcast. Was, was it pronounced Ruby? That was his wasn't nickname. It, wasn't it? No, it was Ruby. Ruby? Ruby. Ruby? It was not Ruby. You were not here during the Ruby. I was. There you go. You're not. It's a long time. You're ago. not making a good case for being hired by. Because I don't remember the pronunciation of a, an obscure Red Sox. Person. All right. So the way that I look at this podcast, Evan, is that this is a chance, I think, for you to basically say all the things that you've been wanting to say that you to have. Who? To me, to, to, to you, to the general public. What do I have to say to you? you no, know, to everybody. You can t- we're going to talk about baseball, all the things you have to talk about with baseball, these things that you haven't had an avenue to write about. I've got Twitter. What are you talking about? No avenue. i got Twitter. I've got, well, I got a, a steady morning show appearances here. If you're number one, we, we're going to talk about that as well. If your tweets are any indication, you have, then you're going to have, this will be a better avenue for you to do that. Your oh, tweets. You don't like my tweets? They're incoherent. They're rambling and incoherent. They're just, they're just a little above your, you know, a little above your level. Well, you got to step it up. Uh, says, get, a, get on this intellectual plane, buddy. Says the unemployed man wears, wearing a dirty T-shirt. This is not what you talking about, dirty T-shirt. All right. I'm, uh, please. What do you want to start? Do you want to start? I'll be, You're the host of the podcast. I know. I'll, you tell well, us. As you know and listen to this podcast many, many times, that I like to be um, accommodating to our guests. So where would you like to start? Where would you like to, would you like to start with your your what's going on in WEI with you? Would you like to start? in terms of what's going on in baseball or do you like to start somewhere else or would you like to start about your lot in life let's know my lot in life my lot in life is fine 
Uh, why don't we get the EEI thing out of the way? All right. Let's, let's get the company thing out of the way. Okay. So in case people don't know, Evan, last time Evan was on WEI in the morning, he showed up an hour late. He basically thought it was going to be a funny bit, and they kicked him out after about 25 minutes. That's it in a nutshell. A lot of people were upset. Uh, he's still doing damage control as we speak. And when I say as we speak, literally as we speak. So I'm just being particularly cautious. So, yeah. okay. So, Evan, why don't you, because you have not spoken since you walked out of the building that day, the floor is yours. I mean, I've, I've spoken. Yeah, not coherently. Though. Right, okay. Go. I messed up. I apologize to Joe Zarbano, Chris Curtis, Ken Laird, Jerry Callahan, Mike Manansky, their parents, every relative they have for the great offense I, I committed. Uh, I, I, in my head, had an I made an assumption that there would be a, a certain reaction that would benefit the show to what I was doing. I didn't, in, I didn't calculate properly at all. I didn't put a lot of factors into it that I should have. And uh, it was dumb, you know. I, the, the, there's not much more to say about it. And I think the the thing you and I were just discussing about me being particularly careful right now. What was my concern with you today? I don't know if I should. Oh, do this. you called like eight people to see if it, was, if it was all right to talk right. about this on this. Right, podcast. because and and rightfully so. And and Curtis even said, you know, well, my first instinct might be, well, you should probably save this for the morning show. So I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to go into a huge discussion about it. You have my apology on the record. I was stupid, and uh, was I particularly hard on you? Were you particularly yeah. hard on me? I, I mean, you 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 set my head on straight a little bit. Okay. I thought I thought you, I thought you had a proper mix of tough love and. Um, Get a reality. Okay. You had not talked that day. You did not talk to Joe Zarbano, the program director, right? Correct? No. no. This, about five minutes ago, was the first time we ran into him. The first time I've been in the building. Yeah. You, you talked to him. Was that? Did that go okay? Was it, it tense? Was, it was fine. It I was, it was fine. Feel like that you're getting past this awkward period of awkwardness? Oh, I mean, well, what individual who works here isn't awkward? Again, every, why would you get to criticize? It's a great single, place. Well, it's, no, we're, we're smart media people. It's, it, awkwardness is inherent to our fine industry. Tell me, tell me your your state of mind when you walked out of the building that day, because you had a lot going on. I do genuinely sort of feel bad for you. Uh, I don't see. No, no, I feel bad. <laughs> I don't want pity, man. All I, right. I, I, nobody wants pity. No, nobody wants pity. I, I feel bad for you. I felt bad for you because I think that. You were trying to do the right thing in that case, and your head's like, I don't know where your head's at. And so when you walk out and you go home and you do whatever you did that day, you say, did you just take a deep breath and say, all right, ma'am, I got to get my, my, my stuff together. No, the best part is <laughs> the best part is an hour into getting home, my electric electricity was turned off, not because I can't pay the bill, but because um, the bill happens to be my roommate's name. And also because you can't pay No, the we bill. can pay the bill fine. He's got a great job. But he Has just your severance been, run out yet? Uh, not yet. No? What do you mean not? Has it run out? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you're like allowed. I spent every penny. No, no, no. Has it, has it, have they stopped paying you? Not, we're very close here. Very close. Very close. The tipping point is, we're the get, tipping we're point is nine. We, we are, we are uh, on the precipice of something big and great. All right, but, and so how are things going out in the job market? They're, they're going slower than, uh, I guess I would like. What's your takeaway? What's your takeaway? You have the perception of the, the state of our industry from why you have a job, and now you have the perception of the industry why you don't have a job. Has you, want, you want me to break down the situation? Yeah. Um, 
when I was coming up, and you saw you met a very young, uh, skinnier Evan in twenty late twenty ten. Who was smoking just as much as he's smoking now. Oh, please, that's not healthy. I would never do that. Um, what back then? The way to cover baseball and to get good jobs covering baseball was you you followed a a kind of particular path, a a more standardized ladder. You know, you got onto a small beat, then you got onto a bigger beat, and you just kind of kept climbing. And it was hard to find places that wanted to take chances on younger people because they wanted, you know, proven track record. I'm not saying that that ladder situation was great because look at the lack of diversity in the field and, uh, you know... any situation like that's not perfect at all but that was the way it worked and and the way it's starting to work now is you have people because media outlets are falling apart and don't know how to monetize anything um you have people making young hires that are generally more inexpensive and you have people kind of looking outside the box which is good i'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't look outside the box but uh the the traditional value of all right he's done this he's he's built sources he's broken stories i don't know if it motivates as many outlets as it used to well we said that all along which could be good and bad well we said that even when you had a job we said breaking stories doesn't have the same sort of importance don't get bogged down to breaking stories but the point being I, I'm not experience I'm, and and, con, and connections and kind of know know how and having done it exactly. So which used to be very very prized and and in some places still is, but I don't sense it it's it as prized universally as it used to be. And the other thing is this. It, it, it's just timing because you know the athletic was hiring so many people last winter that created all this movement. There's movement right now in the baseball media landscape. There are jobs open, right? But they're like to your point, they're hiring different kinds of people. So, that some even, places, that even, not all places, but some. But the vast it majority of the think. job and depends on the outlet. So when we we did a podcast almost immediately after you were let go, and I think I'm sure that you were still trying to process. Yeah, a lot I, was, I didn't have a lot of my so, thoughts organized. Enough. So when you when you look at what happened, and we're going to get into your thoughts on baseball because, like I said, I want this to be an opportunity for you to do what you haven't been able to do. Why we're sitting there wolfing down beers at Twin Peaks, you're back here where you're back slapping with Brazier. Unwa- are you kidding? Of course we were. We're just it's everything is said at the beginning of the podcast. It's a disclaimer. If you do something, if, if you do something stupid, we are going to criticize you. Did you know that I told Matt Barnes after he gave up his three runs in the first outing? You know what I said to him? What'd you say? You stunk. You know why? You know why? Because he told me that I stunk on the broadcast. That's how it should be. Full honesty with players, with broadcasters, with writers. You and I had Matt Barnes in the uh, old Dominion Freightline studios at Fenway Park. and He was honest. What? Right. And I looked him in the eye and said, I think you guys need another another reliever. He was fine. You didn't didn't have the, uh, if you go back to the bat, you didn't didn't have the curse. I I think I did, but I'll break that down. By the way. They didn't need another reliever. We're gonna, we're gonna get. I was wrong, Matt. You, that maybe that's why you were well, fired. I was right for the consideration. Maybe you, that's why you were fired. Who knows? I mean, we could. I, I would, so one second. So this I was. Is, I, this is actually an interesting topic about not my being fired, but the, the way people look back at things that are real concerns and want to diminish them after the fact. 
Did what? Any, with the Red Sox? Or any, any of these okay, teams. Okay. Patriots, Red yeah, Sox, Celtics. All right. I'll, I'll get into that in a second. So I, I oh, want to. Now you want to take control. No, of I, I, want to, I want to keep this organized. Is that. Yeah. You're I'm going to give you the opportunity to say all the things that you haven't had a chance to say about the things that you're passionate about. But I do want you to reflect now that we're, what is, a couple months later mm-hmm. to say, and we've talked about this obviously, about what happened when it came to you leaving. And this. This lines up with the state of the industry, how people are hired, how people are being viewed. Because the guy, because the guy that was going to replace you is already gone. Was he? Was he ever there? Uh, he, he evidently he was there. He was there in some way. So, what's his name? Jorge Alfaro. No, Rob, it was Jorge Andres. Yes, so his, his he, name. Jorge never made the spring training. In fact, he never made it actually to his Do you have a specific question about... Yeah, so you reflect on this. Was did was there, because I'm sure that you've thought a lot about it in the last couple months, is there something you said, I just don't understand this? Yeah, no. More, I, more so than I didn't understand it before. I, I still don't fully understand every bit of it. I don't know, like I think I said that day... Who ultimately made the choice? Is it one manager? Is it a different manager? Is it uh, Stanford and corporate? I, I don't know that. I, and, and you know, whether I ever get that info, I would I would doubt it. I, I, it doesn't. But I said to you that day, and it's still somewhat true. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I do sit at home and dwell on like anybody. It's a breakup. That's what it is. You sit around. If anybody who's lost a job, for the three listeners this will have, uh, you you sit around and wonder, okay, did I do this wrong? What could I have done better here? Uh, I, I certainly go back over it and wonder, wait, was it this or that? And uh, it was what it was. I mean, I, I, I'll take them somewhat at face value that they decided they wanted to go away from traditional quote-unquote traditional coverage um they wanted better web traffic and the only frustration i have after the fact is you know there was never a collaboration on let's sit down let's figure out how do we get more web traffic let's make a plan about it um you know it was pointed out to me the traffic wasn't great but there was never yeah, and there was also never a sense of trying me in different roles. Um, so if I have frustration after the fact, it's kind of how... Not giving you a chance to evolve. Yeah, well, it, it, right. It just, there wasn't really any communication. And um, that's, that's the way these things go sometimes. I mean, they might have just wanted to go in a different direction. Right? It could have been that simple. They wanted to have a former sports center anchor, Jorge Andres. That's what he, he was, a sports center anchor. Um, they wanted to have him in there, you know, that he has a, probably a TV polish that I didn't have. The irony for me is when I got there, uh, the, the concern was, well, you know, how, we don't know how you'd be on TV because I hadn't done a lot of TV. And I don't think I ended up being bad on TV. Um, I thought you were good on TV. Yeah, yeah. But it, look, I'm here to build I, I, I also, you know, now. I mean, we're, we're, what, five weeks removed from this? And but I think it's a good time to reflect on it. That's I, but right, but that's all, you know, like, it, for me, and I, I get we're doing it publicly, but, like, I, I, I've gone back over this a million times, um, and you just, you know, I mean, you do have to kind of just move on. Like, it's fine. Well, did, did the, did what transpired... From the minute you did this that podcast to whether we're doing this podcast, did that surprise you? 
in other words, did you think, okay, you know what, I have a pretty good reputation, I'm just going to find something? Because like you said, if this was a year ago, you would have been working at The Athletic. It wasn't even like well, a question. I, mean, I didn't say that exactly. No, I'm saying that. Yeah. Um, the outpouring of people who were kind and had nice things to say about me on Twitter and, and text and calls and all this... I was like genuinely touching. The difficult thing is when all these people are saying, you'll be scooped up in no time. And, and you know in the back of your mind, I, I still know in the back of my mind, it's gonna, I'll be fine, that I'll, I'll be in a better place uh, than I was. Keep telling I, yourself that. I, I, fully <laughs> I know, I really believe that. Wherever, whatever's next, I'm, I really do I think believe that be better. too, Evan. Um, uh, but it's difficult to kind of hear, oh, you know, it's gonna be okay. Oh, you know, everybody goes through this type of thing. And to not then kind of immediately get scooped up. That is, but, but, but it, it, it's out of your control. You know, I mean, I, it's not, you just can't take what it. Was your lowest it's point? hard not to what take it. What was your lowest point? Like, where, what was the part where you had like Doritos dust all over you? And, and you're, because I called you a couple times. It was sort of like, you're waking up and when? You know, I was listening to Remy on Minahan's on, on mm-hmm. Enough About Me. Which was a good interview. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I know Remy's talked a little bit about the depression stuff, or maybe a lot of it more than I realized, but I hadn't really heard him. But if I, if I had, I hadn't remembered it. So it, to me, it was new. Um, I knew he had it, but I just I hadn't heard him elaborate. You know, that feeling of you're, you're kind of just sitting at home and you don't really have a motivation to do much of anything. Mm-hmm. That that's I mean. How long did that so, last? But, but, but look, that's kind of basic depression. People go through that. How long did know? that last? How long before, did that last? Has it ended? <laughs> because it did take you a while to get in here today. This is why I wanted you to get out here. I mean, you look good. The Evansville shirt and yes. so forth and so on. Ebbets That's great. In Seattle. It, gift I, from I, I remember you used to spend money on that crap all over what the place. Crap. Like you bought like this three hundred dollar jacket at the World Series. Like throwing around money. Like this is. Do you think back and say, Man. "Well, Rob, it's the last baseball game I'll ever have covered. I, I wanted a souvenir. I, I am going to. My hawk. head was in my. <laughs> I had the right idea. I'm going to hawk that jacket. So, um, yeah, I, I do think it's an interesting sort of conversation about like where the industry is going because it has been eye opening, not only in your case, but in the, some of the hires since then about what places are prioritizing like you mentioned they're trying to figure out a way to monetize it i think places i think here's the problem evan i think this is what happened in your case to a certain degree which is you have people it's like the sport when the internet started in newspapers sports editors said we know that we should do that we just don't know how and so let's go do that thing. And I think there's a lot of that going on. What we need here is we need the 22-year-old who can knows how to make gifts, who can can edit video, and doesn't matter if they don't know how to work at Clubhouse. It doesn't matter if they don't know how to write a story. It doesn't matter if they don't have any contacts. Like. That's what, in their mind, they think this is a priority, and that's probably going to change in the next year, too. Well, look, there is a skill to being social media savvy. Oh, my God, there's a skill. You have to be... I'm not saying I don't have it. I I just don't want to come off as, you know, like, I like the people who are doing content aggregation and also original writing at NBC Sports Boston. Right. I don't want to come off as... But we're not talking about them. We're talking about what people are... 
in the people who are hiring and prioritizing this aren't necessarily wrong. Right. It's just I would like to see them go into it with a broader uh, scope of, hey, you know what? I'm going to ask this person, I'm going to ask that person, I'm going to ask this person, and then I'm going to have a an educated opinion about all this. Because I don't disagree with what you're talking about, about your frustration when it comes to letting you go. Like I don't understand that. I don't understand why they didn't say, Evan, hey, you know what? We want to alter it this way, and maybe we can do a little of this, maybe do a little, little of that. I said the same thing when they let Sean McAdam go. Like, I didn't, uh, he had about a year left on his deal. Like, I didn't understand that. Why don't you give the guy a chance? I didn't understand that. So I, I think that that's the part that I'm having a hard time getting my head around. Well, you, you are in management. You understand that people have bosses and people have to do things to make themselves look good to other bosses and if something's not working and yada, 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 and all these other forces that come into play. When it comes to the, the content model stuff, it's, it, it is remarkable to me how many jobs, you know, if you looked at like LinkedIn or journalismjobs.com, whatever, whatever you're looking at, Media Bistro, you're a Media Bistro guy. Oh my goodness. You're a big Bistro I guy. Eat at, I eat at Media Bistro all the time. But you know, it's it, 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 an astounding number of jobs that prioritize or kind of are very loud about content analytics and that's good because we know that people should be responding to what audiences want but I also think there is a, there is a chicken and the egg effect of you know you've also got to kind of a condition people a little bit you know people only if all they're getting from all these places is one thing then um, differentiation I think starts to matter which is why I've with a little bit of time, come to appreciate the athletic a little bit more. I mean, you know, you can. There are so many websites. If you write a story today, the aggregation, there are so many websites that are offering you the exact same thing. So, what is X website or Y website doing that is different? And that's where I think. Which, which is, we should make note. I agree with you. That's different, but still plays to their model. Pl- still plays to how they view making money. You know, that's the thing. Is that? But there's also you, there's also a quote. Okay. It's all about making money for every freaking business in the world. We know how it works. Um, love you, AOC. Keep it up. But w- w- there's also supposed to be something of an editorial mission, too. There's also supposed to be something about... Um, no, it depends where you're working. It depends what the mission right. is. Exactly. Right. So you can say, I, in, in a perfect world, I want that to be, you know, like... There's certain organizations that are prioritizing aggregation and page views. They don't care if a story is broken. They don't care if you get right. to the bottom of a story. They don't care. I if you do, that. if you do, that's great. Sure. But that's not the mission. That's not the editorial. For mission. some places. Right. But yeah. and, and you know what? A lot of those places are making a lot of money. But and, and this I'm, is why I'm not saying they're this not. is why I applaud the athletic because we think that financially they're in a good spot and they're doing it in a different way in in a, in a world we didn't know if it could be done here's, in a different world. Here's I mean you, you can see this in this building and, and from the little I understand of the way this building works, um, and I can see it over there at my former employer in, in a lot of places. People are risk averse. They want short term. I know that I can take this back to my boss and say, "Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna gain in this way, or this is gonna be profitable. This is gonna keep the spot, whatever it might be." But there's very well, I shouldn't say there's there. I would like to see, generally speaking, more gambles, more chances, more forward thinking about let's break the mold. Why why wouldn't you take a chance on doing something differently or or <sighs> yeah. Do you think that I'll go through? I thought we were talking about the Red Sox. We are going to. There's plenty of times podcast. There's uh, there's 
it, the, in order to be successful, you have to be confident in your decisions. Right. Talking about as a uh, media member, reporter. Well, as as management, and I, th- I think I agree with what you're saying. Is is what I'm getting at. You have to have a vision. You you you. you well, you have to be confident in your decision. But you so, have places that want to be. Everything you think to everyone everybody. knew who Alex Spear was when I hired him? Other than like like. Should we go into your it, excellent hiring track yes. record? You think that you think that the radio people who knew Alex Spear was? No. Do you no. think that there was some risk in hiring John Tomasi? Probably not from my end. But from other people's, maybe. But I didn't care You're about a maverick. that. I am a maverick. You think that you think that the controversy that I had when I hired Ryan Hannibal? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I've been like, you know, I read some of these uh, Columbia Journalism Review and like Pointer, and oh. Neiman Labs. No, like these places that actually write and report about the industry a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's there was one story the other day about how places need to you know you can have the page views, but you've also it felt like a very direct parallel to the baseball world. You can have the analytics, but you've got to understand how to actually work them into your people. Well, isn't that what isn't that what Core did a good job of last year? I've never heard of that before. Yeah. That's Do you want me to bring up line. the Mauer uh, the Mauer card, the Mookie card, hold up the card after they wouldn't use the card? Did, did he wave a little cheat sheet? He, right he waved field? the cheat yeah, sheet, yeah. but they weren't using them. But Cora eased his way. Nobody's into heard this story. Eased his way into it. If, I know you've been listening to a lot of AM radio on my broadcast. And, but the other thing is this, and this is probably true for freaking every business everywhere. It's amazing how little management. Not everywhere. Like one of the things I've always enjoyed about newspapers and a lot of the jobs I've had is is a good direct relationship with an editor, and it feels like a collaboration. It doesn't feel like this um, corporate militaristic chain of command because that, that's not really how reporting and editing works. You have to make decisions together. You'll have an idea. You have to kind of value the the ideas of the person on the ground as well, and you can have a pushback. You know, writers and editors will will yell at each other sometimes, and that's not a writer being subordinate. That's part of the process of creating good stories. But a lot of places don't have management seeking input, having kind of real discussions about what might work, what doesn't work. It's just management has its bubble, makes its choices for people, and then you just you think it's what happened to you? Um, well, well I, I don't think it's singular, but I... I uh, A vast majority. I'm speaking generally here. Sure, but this is what you think happened to you. So when you're... Uh, well, now we're going to slowly segue into baseball. When you're away, this is the first... When's the last time you didn't go to spring training? Do you agree? I know, I'm curious about that. Do you, cause you, you've been oh, I, I told, do you agree I, with me on I've said this. I've said this. One of those stories... The other stories I read was about, you know, if somebody is unhappy or disgruntled or, or whatever, the, the recommendation was basically that bring them into the, you know... The, the people who aren't happy can often have interesting solutions to what is going wrong. I think the big... The but wor- no one, they don't want that. No, I, I think... Management that, I think, I think the worst path that management can... Are both those things. Number one, and I see it all the time, not necessarily here, but certainly at other organizations, probably including your former one, which is... You have you have really hardworking, well-meaning people on the ground and and doing a lot of really good stuff and smart. All it takes is somebody from above to drop down and say, "I want to do this," and they're not fully informed. They're not fully educated. They don't really understand. Like even here, people you know, high in corporate might say, "Hey, why don't we do something like?" Um, why don't we have the? Why don't we put the text line on the website? 
Well, you've seen the text line. Anyone who's in there understands oh, my God. the text line. You can't do that. So it's all right you'll to be, you'll be sued. It's all right to day. it's all right to surface those things, but. If, if someone was to say, we have to do that, that becomes the problem. So the first part of it... Ideas are great, but no, you've got to have discourse right. between well, the you different know levels. As, you know as well as I do, when the biggest problem, and this is across the board almost, I've seen more and more, where you have people drop in, say, do this, and then drop out. That's the problem. The other part of it that you talked about is it goes so far to bring people into conversations. So far. This is what... You can pay people in conversations. You can pay people to say, hey, what do you think about this? To make them feel involved in it. And so too many times the inclination for, for management is I'm going to do this in a bubble because, you know, we want to keep this tight. No, there is nothing wrong with bringing people in. Like, like obviously the, for here, the producers, the pro, you bring up the producers into these conversations of what do you think? What do you think? You don't have to do it. But it goes. People want to be believed in, and people care about their work. I think the vast majority of people, good, hardworking, blue collar Americans, damn it, Jerry Callahan, care about their work. And you want to be, and you're a stakeholder, you want to be an active stakeholder and participant in making your work in the workplace as strong as it can be. And, you know. I understand there there can there sometimes. Needs to be I, by the way, I didn't have to read any of those things. Like, what are you talking about? Well, you just said that you read these. No, things. I, like, I, I, I didn't have sense. to. I, of course it is, but but it's you know it, it's interesting. I do think it's, read it in the I do way. I do think that the, the two things that you hit on are two of the biggest problems when when I in look at industry. organization in this industry. Why do you you, you want to just go start like a uh, no. media business I've already, consult, consulting? I've already I'm already telling you no. Like any. A suggestion from you or B partnership. What do you mean you've already told me now? No, no, no. Whatever you were to suggest right there, I was. I, let's say go no. be consultants. No. What, I, what if I go back to uh, you know? Let's I go to Harvard. Yeah. I had great grades. I was a great student. Did you really? Fantastic okay. grades. Yeah, clearly. Um, Wait, this is breaking. Evans going back to Harvard. I'm gonna go, go, go. Yes, back to Harvard after I got my undergrad there. Yes. Um, a double major. Double Evans major. going to Harvard. I'm gonna go get my MBA. All right. And uh, does that cross your mind? Go to McKinsey. Okay. And become a consultant. Consultant and fix the media industry. I would love. To, Why couldn't I do it? I would love if just do this for me. The first time you consult someone, can I can make sure I'm there so I can video it, I put can, it up on an Instagram? I can, well, you don't you don't actually consult anybody. You just walk in and you, you just fire people. You've seen up in the air, haven't you? Was yes. it up in the air? Or is that a yeah? It was up in the air. Right, yeah, we're still going out and firing everybody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go back to my original question. Off, um, office space. Yes. Which was, by the way, a tiny little inspiration for uh, what? my morning show decision to just say, eh, let's see how this goes. Have you seen, have you seen Office yeah. Space in recent years? Yeah, that's, again, you're not... I'm just not going to go. Yeah. No, I think you should stop there. And then we should... Yeah. We should, if we, we should, could, that would be great. We should point out that Evan... I'm being honest We should you. point out that Evan... I know, but but this is sort of like this: what we agreed upon, or the the producers agreed upon. What we give them a little taste here. I I, didn't, then, I, I just made a tiny mention. I know, but we're saying we'll give a little taste That's here it, of yeah. like so, how you yeah, felt. Let's go to the right And, and then you're going to go on the morning show and give the whole yes, ball yes, of wax. Correct. The whole and we're going to talk about it for a week. We're going to talk about it for weeks. What is so you had uh, hadn't been to spring training? When's the last time you didn't go to spring training? Other than the last year. <laughs> um. 
I technically was there for a day in 2010, but 20, I mean, every year from 2011 on, I was in spring training. Covering, was it covering, actively covering spring training, 2011. Okay. Was, was, was uh, the first year. Was it weird? Not going. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's people keep asking me, "Is weird not being in Florida?" It, it's also actually no one, no one asks this. No, people do. Okay, you just you. It, you what are your first question? I'm the, I'm officially a podcast. <laughs> the the uh, it's not so much like oh man, I would be in Florida right now. It's like oh man, I'm not writing about stuff. I'm I'm not doing my regular work. It, it, it's not. It's that's just kind of like a extension or manifestation of, of the, the overall, which is the weird thing is not working. It's not. It's not that. Oh, I'm not in spring training. You know, I. The, oh man, I'm not guys around. The warmth peaks. would be nice, but yeah, it's it's, it's warm under those covers. What are you talking about? Like when you're bundled out under your covers in your bed in a dark room with, with your Dorito dust all over you. I'm not a Doritos guy. No? All right. You sure about that? Correct. Okay. Uh, I can go through my food preferences if you want. So you, so you went, you've gone through the whole, most, you've almost made it all the way through spring training. I mean, at this point, it'd be yeah. pretty surprising if I ended up in spring well, training. Hey, let's, let's see if we can make that happen. Let's fly on down and surprise everybody. I, 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 the last thing I want to do is be the guy who just shows up for no reason. You can, kinda... you, can, you can credential yourself under Media Bistro. How about that? Neiman Lab. Okay. Pointer. Um, so Hire me. When, listening. Is it when when you're looking at this when you're looking at baseball and you're looking at because we doing these broadcasts. One of the things that I take away, I've said this to Will Fleming and Meter and all these guys, Josh Lewin and Dom Karen and Joe and Dom. Who they said Dom Karen? No, Tom Karen. Tom T. And so one of the things is like you talk about baseball and you, it's not hard to talk picker through. There's so many things. This team can be boring, right? We know they bring back everybody. But the state of baseball, which I feel like you really have an interest in, maybe more than most, the state of baseball, the state of baseball <laughs> is like, with we, we, we can't, yeah, I'm sorry that you weren't there for Tony Clark. But if you get down there Thursday, I heard you hear he's talking. What, in Fort Myers? Yeah. Oh, he hasn't done Fort Myers yet? No, maybe there's still a cheap boy. You know, Nobody loves the Tony Clark interview more than you. But there's we go through innings one through nine and free agency and Bryce Harper and and rule changes. I can't remember ever a time where you could pick through this stuff and believe me, we pick through it ad nauseum. But it is a weird time in that respect. The team, the Red Sox team, eh. Not that interesting. I mean, not that interesting in the sense of we've talked to these guys. It's brewing. The interest, the, intri- the intrigue is brewing with the bullpen and right. You have, but you have to sort of. When we got to camp, it was other than Colton Brewer. White House, White House. It, it was two things: White House contracts. White House Colton Brewer. White House Colton Brewer contracts, <laughs> and maybe some of those all merged. Colton Brewer, have you talked about an extension yet? You look really good. So, um, but I, I think that it's it, it, when you get to the White House, and they weren't answering really answering the White House question. When it get to contracts, you know, they were giving pretty much the same sort of answers. All right, so why do you move on to now? Now it's the big picture. Now it's the big picture of a picture, baseball picture, picture, picture. P I C. Don't wonder. It's not a picture. There is, there is no. Picture. We've gone through all this, and now I know why you're unemployed. Because, because, because you're I can, annoying. Because I can get under your skin? <laughs> That's it. Maybe I dropped a dime to NBC Sports Boston. I said, fire that guy. He's up to no good. Thanks, bud. Anyway, so 
so from afar you would agree that like yes writing about baseball good writing about the Red Sox eh I mean yeah do you have all these do you have all these mock do you have all these mock columns you have like you're writing for like the uh, the Evan Times or something are you writing for Facebook? I'll, I'll give you an honest feeling I've had. Are you writing for in, LinkedIn? Well, look. Well, uh, <laughs> Go. Trying to think about where I want to start with this. When I was in, when I got to a lot, a lot of what you're seeing in baseball right now, with with kind of pushing the, the collective bargaining agreement to the limits and like super efficient and the contract stuff and the analytics, all this stuff. The Astros were, as we know, ahead of the curve with the numbers and all that, but also with how they were just approaching the business. And so you have a lot of people now talking about the business of baseball more than you used to. When I got to Houston, I very quickly realized this was very much about business. As Jeff Lou knows, the GM's background, all that stuff. So I, I have been writing and interested in these topics for years. But when I was in Houston, a lot of these topics would end up being kind of critical. So you have all these people now who, uh, oh man, the service time, they're holding down Vlad Guerrero Jr. and all this stuff. And service time's been talked about for a long time with guys getting promoted to the big leagues. But, you know, when you're in a one-paper town and you're being kind of critical and taking a deep looks at how things are operating, uh, it's easy to get painted as a poopster, right? And, and I look back in frustration now because... The things that made people go, man, Adrelic's just out to get the Astros front office, um, are the things that everyone is talking about now in the broader state of baseball. And it wasn't just the Astros. I wasn't the only one doing it, but I was focused on it. And it's frustrating because I know when I got to Boston for the second time and I got to the Herald, there was, you know, there's always, people, everybody talks. I know there's there's communications of ah uh, you know look out for that guy he's trouble I, I'm not I'm not trouble I'm just not an idiot I'm not here to... you're talking about within the team within the industry yeah no within the sure. industry or the team CEO. media whatever there's definitely media members who thought I was uh, just trying to cause trouble in Houston no I was covering the shit out of that team sorry <laughs> just like I do here right and, and so I get frustrated. Um, it, I like the bold the label effort. things. Oh, being, let's do it! Come on, let's go! Real? I want you to sell. Yeah, want you sell yourself? Let's go! I, I don't. I, I, let's go! I just gave it to you. Keep this, going. This, I just gave it to you. That's it. My point being that um, the label, the, you know, what I got labeled for uh, years ago. It's like, well, now everybody's doing it. So why don't you? Why are you defensive about this label? Because in general. I'll, I, I'll give you an example. Um, there was a day, maybe three or four days ago, might have been Monday, I don't know. Whatever. In, like, one person with the Red Sox, you know, I think he'd be good at investigative reporting. Um, a, a friend, you know, you, sh you should. Wait, he works for the Red Sox? I mean, I talk to people everywhere. Do you have a friend in the Red Sox? No, they all hate me, every, every single one of them. Um, you know, somebody goes, you'd be good at news reporting. Somebody goes, you know, you'd be great at EEI. You're edgy. And and the thing that gets annoying to me who is... Who said that? Who, who said that? The person, the Red Sox? No. Oh. Somebody else. No. Oh. Um, but a lot, but it's just interesting how different people, you know, I mean, it, sh it shouldn't be surprising, but different people look at me in different ways. Oh, he's, 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 uh... You like you, you for example. Oh, you're too bogged down in the CBA. Somebody else. Ah, oh, you're too much of a shitster. Why do you think that? And, well, I'll tell you what. It, what my conclusion is. You know, when I did radio here, when I did TV here, 
and I'm a columnist and I'm a beat writer. I'm doing a lot, wearing a lot of different hats. And the thing that people have a lot of trouble with in a lot of different ways is looking at people's two different things. I think I'm capable of writing a good column that's critical or scathing. I think I'm also good at writing a takeout feature about the effing collective bargaining agreement. So the labels and how people, you know, there's always been this feeling of versatility in this industry is good. But I think also sometimes people have trouble processing what it is I bring. And I, what is the, what, what, of all these things you mentioned, of all these labels that you have, what is the label you think is, is hurting you the most now? I don't know if any label's hurting me. Well, you just, you just I, went just, on this rant about I, how I have it. labels, I have labels, I well, have you labels. you see people on Twitter call, you, you I mean, look, you, I, I rip on you all the time, and so does everybody else, because it's true, about you being so team-friendly. I'm not team-friendly hey, at all. Hey, well, you know. I mean, I know in, the truth. I mean, realistically, I know, and you, I know that you, uh, you are certainly capable of being critical. Oh, thank might you. I be more? That's the nicest thing you ever I, said to me. And and you are sometimes critical. Okay. Are some people more critical? You're making, yeah. me, you're making me blush. It's, I know. I, it's, it's, look, I can be nice to you, but so you deal, you deal with it. People say this about you know people joke about something and then it becomes uh, sure right. So I I, I guess all I'm talking about here where where my stupid tangential mind took me on this is is thinking about how media sometimes have to deal with labels in the same way. But it comes back. Think. I'll come back. I'm not going to go off my question to you. Which is what again? Which is which are the labels where you talk about? Yeah, you all dig these in labels. on that question. Yeah. This is good. This is good interviewing yeah, tactics. Thank you. That's why I still have a job. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> took you that long to take that kind of a shot. Yeah, I was. I want to apologize. But what did I say before in the last podcast? I don't remember. Oh, when you were talking about oh, that was the worst. You said it's the long game. It's the long game. And I said, Evan, you're sitting here without a job. With 30, 80 pounds overweight, wearing a flannel shirt, the long game is not working for that you. Was, that was good. You went to the and hard. The fact that I bring that up and apologizing about, allows me to, to once again use that line. Labels, when you're talking about these labels, which is the label that you think, of all these labels that you think unfairly in some ways, uh, I, I, I don't which think, you, think it, you don't think it hurt you? Uh, oh, did any see, of them? See, or is, is, what, I don't think that's the right question. Okay. I don't know if any of them have, have explicitly hurt, hurt me. Um, the one I, I probably get frustrated by the most is... That's oh, a better question. Is, is, oh, you're just out to stir up crap. And this is, this is part of the broader industry of uh, the, the way this industry is going, like the broader direction of the way this industry is going, where it's a lot of fan... Either you're with us or you're against us. Hate us because they ain't us. Jealous of, of us. All that. Uh, you know, it, it's... It's, it's so polarized that if you just write something critical, if you point out, like, I, I respect Dan Shaughnessy tremendously because he is willing to ask a tough question. This is just, this is very often just sports, um, you know, and it's just, it's silly to me how people uh, can't stand close to objective analysis. I don't know if anybody's perfectly objective, but that's what I try to be. Okay. So I, that's my answer that's to the question. What, that's what I get annoyed. You I get annoyed when it's when um, you know people overlook the amount of reporting I've done with something. Oh, he's just out to stir up crap. No, I've talked to fifteen effing people about this subject. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Because I love when you get all fired up. Well, I'm a pretty passionate guy, which is probably why the radio and the TV thing actually I think worked out somewhat. For a while. And writing. 
for a while. But it's, so we talked about what places are prioritizing, and and you know every place is different. But you know, for instance, you know there is a you know, Barstool is an example of this. The huge, unbelievable fall, probably the biggest following there is for being very, very like yeah, you know, like our well, guys, they're, our they're, guys. They're complicated because they also for all and there's a lot of issues with Barstool, but when we talk about just kind of how they cover a team, like. You know, Jared Carabas made a ton of fun of Drew Pomerantz. Like, like he has his guys and he doesn't have his guys, which I guess beco- ends up becoming related. It's not about um, like Drew Pomerantz was actually a pretty good pitcher in 2016 and 2017, but probably underappreciated. It, so, I, I don't. It, the fan mindset has never been about being rational. So when you and I, tr- or maybe just me, try to be rational, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as to call you rational. Uh, that doesn't appeal because rational thinking and fandom are directly at odds. And, and that, and I never have a problem with that. I never have a problem with bar school because that, that's what it is. I, I don't have a problem. No, no, no. I'm saying, but that's what it is. People have to understand that. And, and much like, you know, for instance, we know the ESPN is just making a hire, right? ESPN is making a hire for baseball, and we know. Do, the, do you have some news? Yes, sure, absolutely. Oh. You tell me, you because you're the one who told me. <laughs> so, um, but that hire is going to be a young person person who can do a lot of different things but doesn't necessarily I don't suspect that is going to go down the road that you're talking about some of the things that you're uh, you said labeled with right am I wrong about that lean for it Am I wrong about... No, no. In terms of... We talked about Barstool. Barstool's their thing. I don't have a problem with them. They are hugely popular and hugely successful. That's their thing. Much like Nesson.com. Nesson.com, that's their thing. A lot of aggregation, dominating... But you know what? You know what? Jared Carabas might might object to being called like a fanboy. Sure. Because he would say, you know what? I am critical of different guys. Yeah, Exactly. So we, I, we're all dealing with it. I guess everybody deals with it. This is life. You deal with labels. Right. So my point is, is that everyone's going to have labels. You're going to have labels, Evan. Yeah. And it's just that you have growing up before your eyes, baby, yes, and well, learning about the big, well, what is, bad what is, world. What is going to be the most? What is going to be the most important part of the whole equation? This was what I come back to. I don't. Well, I, I think my whole point is you can do everything. It's, it's, You're it's everything not, for everybody. Is is well in, in very in many situations, and it's a symptom of a lot of what goes on in the airways here. Uh, it, it's the instinct is to simply boil something down to X and Y, black and white. It is this or it is not. And it is so rare. Oh, oh, nuance alert! It's just so rarely one thing. That's all. But you better make one thing, whatever that one thing that they're prioritizing it. What you better it? make it more than the other thing. Whatever my boss wants at my next place. So that's not what they said last time. What do you mean? They said you never said, "Hey, you want more page views? Let me give you more page views." Oh, the past I, is the past. All right. By the way, that's not true. Well, I absolutely offered at multiple points to start writing more. Absolutely. They, they was, said, no, no, never, we, we don't want you writing more? No, the, 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 I, I, I don't want... <laughs> it's done. It's done. I mean, it, it, you know, clearly we didn't uh, have a long sit-down about what we should be doing differently because they had an idea of what they wanted to do differently. And here we are today. you have any questions for me, Evan? Why haven't you hired me? Because you, I don't like one of two of your labels. There's two of your labels. I really, I'm not comfortable with. Good looking, smart, smelly, I, 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 I Listen, I showered, I combed today, and I put on my Issey Miyake. 
What is that? It's my cologne. Okay. It's a miyaki. Go on the record right now. Yeah. Go on the record right now. Uh-huh. Awaken 180. If Awaken 180 is said, Evan, we want you to be a spokesman for us. I'm, you know what? I, I, I'm, a, I'm up. I've always been a roll the dice guy, so I would do it. You would do it. You're saying that right now. Yeah. So if, if I give a call. If it genuinely helps me make a change. If I get a call, give a call to Paige. You're pretending I'm like freaking obese. No. I've gained a little the, bit of weight. That's, like, the, that's not the right thinking. My wife did it. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. seen my wife. She's not fat, right? She's very skinny, but she just went, hey, I want to lose a bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. She goes on. Next thing you know, no, we're doing commercials. Jen, Den. She's losing weight. Dan, she's happy. Dan. There you go. So, yeah, hook me up. Hook me up. All right. And, uh, and, and you also... But you do not have my permission to give a Evan agrees to do a Wake 180 headline. Because <laughs> I can see well, that's where this what, podcast on the is podcast. going. <laughs> you do not. No, I already permission. told you what the headline's going to be. Say it again. Unemployed Evan. Say your name. <laughs> Unemployed Evan talks baseball and other things. All right. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.